This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This comment comes from Amiguel01, Amiguel01. This username sounds like you were the very first Miguel to ever sign up for the internet. <laughs> I'm just a Miguel. I guess you'd be the second Miguel because you had to put a number behind the first one. The first Miguel would be a Miguel. Anyway, he writes, dope. I almost like that all of me reviewing your review was your username. So I'm going to leave it at that. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. I cried during the contestant introductions on Chopped every single time, so that's why I have a friend here to help me help you. Hopefully you have a better stability of your emotions than me, Dustin Nickerson. Hi. Yeah, I cry once a year. <gasps> I'm an annual crier. On what day? I, I don't know when it's going to happen. It can be... <laughs> uh, the last big cry was uh, at the end of the Wolverine movie, Logan. And that I, that went for, and then I walked to the streets of Wichita alone. <laughs> and that was a good enough one that I, uh, that was about a year and a half ago. That might have been for two years. So You're we due. seem like a good balance. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have You don't cry. Feel, I don't really have feelings. So. Oh, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand not having feelings, but just crying a bunch. Yeah, just like laughter and rage. Those are the two that I usually <laughs> operate in. So tears sound lovely. I love crying sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I want to do it. Yeah. You ever have a day where you're just like, I want to cry, so then you put on, like, something ridiculous, to, yeah. or, like the chopped intro? <laughs> so, dude, that's funny, <laughs> the chopped intro. You know, the you things know. that really get your heart going. <laughs> no, I, I there are things that I actively avoid so I don't cry. Like? Yeah. Uh, Certain songs, certain mm. movies, certain... I don't watch, like, serious or sad movies. I'm like, that's going to be a whole thing. I yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with that. It's going to be yeah. a lot. So, wow. or, like, yeah, I can't... Like, I haven't been able to listen to Johnny Cash in, like, three years. Because, like, <gasps> this is just too much. I can't. This I'm like, is... we're starting to ease back in. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Do you have any songs that you cannot listen to? Or else you'll cry on command? I have, uh, it's not songs, but I have a movie I can't watch. What is it? Uh, Big Fish. Oh, yeah. Daddy stuff. Oh, yeah. Big big dead dad stuff on that one for yeah. me. <laughs> I don't have a single movie. Re oh, I cry in every movie. Well, you cry when you hear Lana Del Rey. I do? That well, You had to cry for a scene once, and you just asked us to put on Lana Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> I just like her music. Say, I feel like the bar is so low. Like, any movie with one sad part yes. will be like, well, that's the movie for me. <laughs> Mine is Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I cannot no. love Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire came out the year that my parents split. <gasps> and it is a movie about parents that fought a lot, which mm -hmm. my parents fought a lot, and then their inevitable split, and it going well for one parent and yeah. hard for the other, yep. and one of them getting remarried, and like, and then there's the end where he's dressed as doubtful. I'm getting emotional now. This I know. might be my yearly. This cry. is your yearly. Uh, 
It's an I hour can't. of Dustin crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even touch that movie if that's I see it. So and funny. then when Robin Williams died too, I was like, "That's now we're done. This is this, it. this this movie is doesn't exist to me." Yeah, that's the same with me. I was my, I was talking Doing to my the dad about intro. the divorce, I can't. and I was like, "This is kind of like the Mrs. Doubtfire plot." And he was like, "Yeah, that is yeah. kind of my life." And I was like, "Dang, a break." Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is like the movie. Is that your me. cry movie? No, I mean, I love it, but I probably wouldn't cry in it. I remember I couldn't watch Nick at night because they started talking about divorce, and I was like, change Whoa. the channel. <laughs> movie, movies used to do that. Like, uh, me and my wife, every year on Thanksgiving, we watch uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? It's an old Steve Martin been John a while. Candy movie. And it's a sad movie. It's like a heavy, it's like a comedy but it's John Candy's character. I'm, spoiler alert for a movie that came out in 1988. <laughs> if you haven't seen it now, you're probably safe. Like it ends up, you know, his wife has died and he's just this like nomad wandering the road. And, you know, he gets invited to the Thanksgiving and stuff. And you're like, and then you compare that to like comedies of now, like Anchorman. You're like, mm. yeah, this didn't have any heart to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're sure. gonna be f- the only one doing that now is still Pixar. Like, hey, we're gonna make you oh. laugh, oh but also uh, make you feel all the emotions. What's your, is up your favorite Pixar movie? Oh, no, I I really loved when Pixar was owned by Disney, like The Bugs Life of the World. Mm. That like, oh, what's yikes. your favorite Pixar movie? Uh, the first Incredibles. <sighs> That is yeah. really good. What's yours? Inside Out. Oh, you love that anything one. cerebral. I'm yeah. in. Inside in. Out. I'm, I'm so inside in. out. <laughs> Show me about emotions and compartmentalizing everything. <laughs> I'm there. See, that's it. That's they hit you. The movie Incredibles is about a dad who is trying to be happy with his family, even if he's dissatisfied with his career. I that's know. what that movie's about. Have you seen like, Incredibles too? Yeah. I That's even weirder because yeah. the woman becomes the career oh, woman. Can you believe that a woman is a career woman? Ugh. <laughs> I think that's the, a hard pass for the, me. The first Incredibles was I it would think be incredible if you stayed in the kitchen. I'm sorry, it's so <laughs> stupid, so stupid. <laughs> I think the the first Incredibles was the only um, Pixar movie to ever receive like a PG uh, PG oh, yeah. thirteen rating. Yeah, I think you're right because it was showed like showed violence like, or like yeah. tension in yeah, the family. Yeah, like family issues. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. hey, we're going to get this rating. Let's, while we're at it, just make Mrs. Incredible's hips ridiculously big. <laughs> <laughs> while we're at it's it. It's the most cartoonish part of a cartoon. It's That's, like, all right. this is <laughs> all right. Those hips are out of this world. This is not a podcast about the Incredibles or Mrs. Incredibles hips. It's an advice podcast where you send in us questions. You send in us questions. You can figure it out. Words are hard. <laughs> they're so hard. Where you send in questions to us, and we do our best in order to help you out of your sticky situations. Dustin, are you actually, before we jump in, speaking of the internet, I saw on the internet that all you need to know about a person is to what level they like the nightmare before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And I need you to explain yourself. That's so funny. (laughs) I think Irene gets it. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I've never seen it. Oh, there you go. So what what does that tell you about me? That you're a great person and easy to hang out with. Really? The thing with Nightmare (laughs) is there is this spectrum of Nightmare, which (laughs) is like, I would put myself on like a four, which is I like that movie. I think it's one of the great holiday movies. I think it's funny. I think the songs are, I know about half the songs, you know, and uh, like it a lot. Mm -hmm. And then there is like this like, 
Spencer's Subculture. gifts. Ten, like it's like you'll see tattoos. Oh. They dress at every. It's like it. It yeah. It's a subculture. It's their religion. It's it, like uh, the Big Lebowski. Dude is. Yeah, it's very much like the Big Lebowski. Like they like they'll dress like. Uh, see, this is my level. Jack and what's her name? Uh, Sally. Sally. Oh, I would have known that. Jack from and Sally. Context of a Blink One Eighty Two. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> in that 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 punk rock world was mm. in that whole scene a lot together. You the the tattoos, the dressing, the shirt, all of it. Where it's like, to some people <laughs> it is a movie and is very entertaining. To others, it is a lifestyle. <laughs> Quick question, based off of my Blink One Eighty Two lyric knowledge, do they have Halloween on Christmas, or is that just the lyric? That's just the lyric. That's just the lyric, yeah. The plot of the movie is they live in Halloween town. Oh. And then they find out about Christmas. And then like, hey, this seems like a lot better than Halloween. But what I will not. What a cute thing. It's, it's adorable. I got to watch it. But I it's also like. like it, Scary a little bit. It's like Sally's like trying to kill her dad maker all the way through it, all the movie, right? That's like, her dad? Or not dad, but she he created yeah, her, his, right? Yeah, her creator. So kind of, you know? Yeah, like kind it, of a dad figure. Yeah. I love him. Kind and, of a god. And, 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 and yeah, and she, like, the Sally character is, I think, that's almost... More so than anyone, the char- the person that really likes Sally. Okay. <laughs> and is like, I'm trying to kill my dad, and I'm in love with a guy who won't pay a lot of attention to me. Ooh. Uh, like, that really resonates home with a lot of a lot of people. So, anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining. Moving yeah. on to the advice portion. <laughs> Here we go. Our first question comes from a 14-year-old. Whoa. How old are your kids? Internet? My kids, uh, I have an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Okay, so not quite 14 unless you add them together. So (laughs) here we go. I'm 14 years old, and my parents are incredibly controlling. They have set a ton of restrictions on my phone, even though I have never done anything to prompt this. They check my messages and restrict the hours I can use it. I've tried to talk to them about it, but they tell me that I'm only a child, and it's their decision as parents. It really bothers me because it feels like... They don't trust me. I haven't even had an opportunity to do something stupid because they don't give me a chance to make mistakes. How do I talk to them about this in a way that gets through to them? From parental downpour. Wow. I don't have kids, so you're going to have to take this away. Well, you have been a daughter. I have uh, been a daughter. Yeah. But we didn't have parental restrictions back mm-hmm. then. We just didn't have the internet. Yeah, we or didn't phones. have. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have access to the horrors of the world in our pockets. No. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, you just want to see the worst thing that happens in the world? Just click. <laughs> right. That's all. You can yeah. also refresh it, and you'll keep seeing yeah. new bash. <laughs> sure. New worst things. Oh, this was the worst thing. There's a new thing that just happened. <laughs> it's streaming live. As you live finish that right article, now. this happened. It's on the news. How sad. I I'm the wrong person to answer this question no. in a way that she will be happy. Well, it, because no. I'm like, you're lucky you have a phone. But that's my, good yeah, to hear. My, we we lean way on the. Like, my son's 11, and the majority of his friends have phones. Yeah. That's a sixth grader. You know, and I'm like, and he doesn't. And he knows, I, he goes, when can I get a phone? I go, when you can buy a phone. Oh, that, cool. That's not a thing I will provide for you. I will never provide for you a phone. If you want a phone, then get a job and buy a phone. Like, I don't, that's not, that's I provide for you a home and food and presents. It's not, he's not neglected in any way. Like, well, you <laughs> know. Yeah, when lovely. you can buy your own food, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can have some. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a, uh, you know, but he like, he has like a Nintendo Switch and a, like a TV, like he didn't have a TV in his room, but like, yeah. he's not, 
neglected. Sure, sure. He's, you know, but and he wants this one thing. And for the reasons that probably are fueling this parents, you know, like are the same ones that were like, no, you don't, you don't need this. Is I don't see this um, helping you in any way, in a way that you need. Yeah. And that's my job as a parent, which is to help you. Right. Um, and 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 also make sure you don't get into situations that hurt you. And everything that's coming out about phones and youth statistically is it is absolutely destroying their lives. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, we talk about and adults <laughs> too. Yeah, I mean, oh, extremely oh, yeah, adults. Yeah, like, well, anyone who uses technology, mm-hmm. like, I mean. It's so weird because it's we have everything that we could ever need in yeah. our pockets at all times. All the knowledge in the world is there. But we use it for not that and we just like want to feel bad about ourselves or get validation or yeah. like it just we compare have, ourselves we to other have people. A, f- uh, a friend who just sent their 14-year-old child away to a year boarding school slash social media addiction recovery camp. Whoa. They started with like two months and the kid came back and like stole iPads to get more and is like full on. Whoa. I just think it's too much for a kid. It is you too know, much. it's it's a little drug, you know? Like Oh yeah. Even in this podcast, I'm like, I probably get a few texts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when I was in I think I got a phone when I was maybe in the sixth or the eighth grade. I think I was in the eighth grade. Which how old are you when you're in the eighth grade? Like 13, 13, yeah, 13, 13, 13, 14. 14 yeah. So yeah, pretty much this this girl's age. And I remember barely using it because it was a Nokia. So like the only thing you could do is make a call or play Snake. Like you couldn't even text yeah. on it. And so it fell behind my bed one day and like I would go out on Friday night to like the mall with my friends and my mm-hmm. mom would be calling me and not be able to reach me. And she's like, where's your phone? I was like, I lost it four months ago behind my bed. I just haven't like cared to go get it. <laughs> so it's like, that's how none of us had phones yeah, back then. It was just like, it was a whatever thing. And she was like, well, if I'm going to pay for your phone, I need to know where you are. Like that was her basically tracking device for me. Yeah. And so I totally get that. But now like iPhones, if you're, I just, when I go out to breakfast, I see two year olds playing with iPads mm-hmm. and it's like, but they're not even playing educational yeah. games. They're like taking pictures and they're on Instagram. Yeah. They're like, it's like, what are you? doing IG stories. How, like, yeah. <laughs> got more followers than me. I mean, respect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she, I like this, uh, it was a girl, right? Yeah, her approach, though, and, like, I want to have this conversation with my parents. Yeah. And that's, you know, we were all there as, uh, you know, teenagers, and you. those are the awkward years of transition. That's exactly what adolescence is. It's the years of transitioning from a child to adult. So right. her parents saying, you're a child, categorically incorrect. She's turning into an adult. Mm-hmm. And that struggle of independence and wanting and your parents saying no, like I would say to any person here, the same things I say to my kid, like, this is coming, and I know this is hard to hear, and it fails. sounds like a cliche. This is coming from a place of love. Yeah. This is coming Truly. from we want the best for you, even if they're wrong. This is coming usually mm-hmm. from a place of we don't want to see you get hurt. We don't right. want to see you get down a path, even if it's just this is going to be too distracting and you're not going to get your homework done and we want you to do well in school. You know, uh, but the conversation is the right approach of just saying – asking your parents, well, how can I gain trust? Is there a compromise? Could I start with a flip phone? Could I, you know, yeah. can we do it, but you monitor hours? Uh, or, or like she said, like, 
you monitor this, but if I'm on quote unquote good behavior, it sounds like prison. Uh, <laughs> can I get more time? Can I get more time on the weekend? Can there be certain, you know, stuff like that of yeah. just not dealing in black and whites of like all or nothings, but, uh, you know, uh, building up more and more trust over time yeah. through good behavior. Strike a deal <laughs> for sure. I think yeah. that's a great idea. I have, I have never heard of the buy it when you can like have a phone when you can buy it. But that's really cool because those girls 14, usually 15 is when you can get your first job. So yeah. even if they adopted that principle or if she brought that to them and be like, I'll buy it. Yeah, and I just, that's exactly it. And I just like to kind of, put in my kid's head like uh, no hope <laughs> in that sense, like, <laughs> with anything it's not gonna happen you're not this will not be a part of your life anytime soon and yeah. I, you know they'll say things i just want to know what my friends are doing it's like you know what you do uh or you see what my friends are up to the next time you see them go hey what have you been up to <laughs> like and then you fill in each other what you've been doing the last 48 hours so so you never feel like oh i i want to call what's your son's name Joel. So you're never like, I got to, Joel's not where he's supposed to be after school to pick him up. Like, what about well, just Joel, like. Yeah, I I get that. Uh, but I also am in the, like, listen, like, phones are like 15 years old. Society happens successfully without these <laughs> for a long time, including us. Just, you'll find a way. Just be where you're supposed to be. Just, I, to me, it teaches them, like, a phone is, it, it can, teach irresponsibility which mm -hmm. is like I tell you to be at this place at this time because this is where my vehicle is going to be to pick you up and that's how we operated like I knew after baseball practice at 4.30pm yeah. my dad's big blue van was going to be outside at this corner and that's where I had to be yeah. you know and you can there are just so many easy ways to operate with this you know now when he's 16 if he buys his own phone yeah maybe I'm like oh this is nice you have this <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> whoa is there any other like restrictions that you have with your kids that you think help more than the rest of the population that are kind of like in this technology? Yeah, world? you know, we they don't have really regular internet access. My kids like don't they're nowhere on social media. They don't my son, he can use our computer, but there's like approved websites. There's mm -hmm. like three. There's like the one that his homework is based through, and we're at ESPN and like one other one or something. <laughs> what yeah. about Google? Uh, no, can't go to Google. How yeah. does he? What if he had to look something? If he up? has to look something up, he'll do it like with us, like right by, like in a room that we're in. Right, right, know? right. So. Uh, and the bigger, the bigger one is YouTube, which, uh, like is again, all the horrors of the world mm. and even in not all the horrors of the world stuff that like when you have three kids, like they're watching what each other are watching. Yeah. So like the 11 year old and the four year old are in different lives. So, uh, the, they, if they watch YouTube, there's like three or four approved channels they can watch and it's, uh, it has to be like on the TV in the living room. Sure. Where, like a common space. So. So they have like some attachment to it, but not much. That's and they're fine. Good. That's they play good to sports. Not be they're busy. We've said that to my son so many times. Like, when would you do this? Yeah. <laughs> you, you. When would you text? Because you, I wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to do it during school because uh -huh. uh, there's tight restrictions on that. And then you go to a sport after school, and then you come home and you do your homework, and then you go to bed. Like, there's no window. <laughs> there's no. This doesn't need to be a part of your life. <laughs> I think that's smart. I when I have kids, I don't think I'm going to introduce the technology to them for quite some time because. Yeah. Now our four year old does have a phone. She has the new iPhone. <laughs> <isn't she? laughs> 
You just like, okay. but she could she could afford it. But she so could afford she got it. it. Yeah, she's got she, a she's a career woman. Yeah. She's already done it. She's so cute. We just like you have to get the new portrait mode. You know, <laughs> that's so good. The girl was fourteen. Uh, only advice you really have for a teenager's like it'll get better. <gasps> it's so hard. Those years. What? Remember that? Do you guys know John Mulaney? He's like my favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. This cool. He goes. Remember when you're twelve and you're like, if anybody looks at me, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Those years are so hard. I feel bad They're for hard, it. but the, I think the easiest time in life so far has been like 18 to 24 has been The college so years? So simple yeah, for pretty me. Pretty posh. Like the least amount of stress, yeah. the most like reckless fun. Yeah. You, you don't, don't have, have a lot hangovers. of money, but you don't need a lot of money. You don't need money. money. Yeah. You can hang out with anybody you want, but yeah. it's before you like know anything. You can't and put then... on weight. It's impossible to put on weight. Right. It's before you have real, you real bills. You could get bills. pregnant and not put on weight. It's, <laughs> they're great years. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, you are in a hard part in your life, but it will get much better and then it will get worse. I don't know. <laughs> Is anything worse than the teen years? I just remember catty teenage girls and how you guys like treat each other. And oh, it's like those look like the, those sound like the worst years yeah. ever. I don't know if I. I don't know if there's that. a worse species than a teenage girl. Oh, thirteen-year-olds. Yeah. In general. Yeah. I used to work for like a bar and bat mitzvah, like company that entertainment would we would entertain people during cocktail hour and then try to get them on our side and like us yeah and then when we had the actual event when they did like the chair dance and stuff we had to keep the party going right so like they would hire us to make sure they had a good party yeah and a lot of times they were just like we're too cool for you and i'm like i'm the only one that's being paid to be here. Yeah. This is your friend. But it still hurts them when they say it. It hurt really it bad. Hurts I, so yeah, bad. Yeah, I still am so trying bad. to recover from it. Uh, I love this 14-year-old girl who wrote a thoughtful email, listens to a podcast. This girl, yeah. I, like, I like everything about this girl. <laughs> yeah. She's way ahead of the game. Like, I didn't even realize how young that was. Yeah. I, what I remember podcast. are like, and my wife has told the stories too of like, you know, like our era of like calling, someone calling you and somebody else being on the line and then them trying to get you to talk crap about that other person. Like, oh, just, like, the nastiest yeah. stuff in the world. Like, Megan, what do you think about Irene? Like, right. uh, I don't know. I kind of like her. But isn't she? Da, da, da. And you're like, ah, oh oh, just the worst <laughs> thing. That is. I forgot all about that. Yeah, exactly. That's this so is, bad. This is trauma you've pushed down. The, Truly. Those years are the very worst years. I probably so did God have a very bad. you, 14-year-old <laughs> girl. Your parents are the easiest part of your life. Yeah. Truly. I can't even remember being 14. What grade is that? Seventh grade. Eighth that's grade, like, right? That's sixth. Oh, that's, oh, wait, no, you're right. That's, that's eighth grade. That's eighth or ninth. I think it's eighth grade because when you're 16, it's your sophomore. Well, it depends when you're Yeah, 16 is sophomore year. Wow. And you've just gotten your period? This is a lot for you. Yikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. One more cue. <gasps> this one's interesting. Mm. I've been with my boyfriend for seven years, and I've known for a while that we are going to get married someday. My boyfriend is normally pretty bad at keeping secrets, so I've told him numerous times that when he does propose, I don't want to see it coming. Recently, I saw that a reminder called Ring pop up on his phone. Flash forward a week or two, I saw the Ring reminder pop up again. Last night, he asked me to text my mom back for him on his phone, and the very last message he had sent to her was a picture of an engagement ring. This thing that was supposed to be so special and exciting feels spoiled for the both of us now. I feel robbed and he feels so guilty. We know logically that the proposal isn't about a surprise. It's about our love. 
But emotions are so much louder than logic. How can we get past these bad feelings and salvage the proposal? From Premature Proposal. I'm excited to hear what you have to I got, say. I got nothing to do with this girl in my life. I want to be surprised as I snoop through his phone. Like, <laughs> no, he asked her to no, text back. It's like two or three times now that she's been... Uh, I heard three times I was on his phone. No, no, no. <laughs> it popped up. You don't have to look at your phone this every is so time. Fun because I'm so much on your side. I'm like, it was just up. And he's like, I'm still looking. If it's yeah. out here like this and we're watching a movie and it goes, Bring! you're going to look and the, it says ring. The... Hardest thing in my experience in life are that the set you most up for pain and failure and disappointment is expectations. Oh, yeah. And she has put such unrealistic expectations on this that she has decided she can't be happy by it. That's <gasps> what I think. I like that. Like, that is like, I want it to be a surprise, but I want it to be special. I want to put work into it, but I want to don't know, what to know about the work. I want to be really involved with his life, but I want him to have secrets, too. Like, what is <laughs> it? You can't, you're asking for everything here, man. You've been with him seven years. Just get off his phone and let him try and work this <laughs> yeah, out. You know? <laughs> and doesn't, when you're phone on silent and it says ring like doesn't it say ring like sometimes the words ring come up maybe it yeah, was a notification but maybe, maybe his phone was ringing mm. I don't know I got nothing I'm just trying I'm looking out for this poor soul who why does he <laughs> feel guilty because she made him feel guilty right I feel like am I way off here well I mean you're the only yeah, one that's married yeah, well there you go <laughs> that doesn't mean anything I was married as a child it might as well have been an arranged marriage uh, <laughs> better arranged than deranged hey we got jokes we're working now. <laughs> we're working there we go I feel like if okay obviously the proposal is super big like what did you do for your proposal so this this is a good story in that uh, this fits in nicely to what I'm saying I my wife uh was a she we, we were young very young uh i was 19 she was 20 so and she we, was four yeah <laughs> uh we didn't have iphones uh we she scrapbooked a lot at the time oh oh i'm gonna cry i'm as, as over this already my i'm cold back in the day uh when you scrapbooked a lot and i took her scrapbook once and made a scrapbook page of pictures of us and then mm. also like some like little cutouts from wedding magazines, you know, like generic little wedding <laughs> stuff. And it said, will you marry me on it? And so, but then I snuck it back into her oh my God. thing. <laughs> and then she just stopped scrapbooking. And then just <laughs> hoped she wouldn't scrapbook for a day. Uh, and then we went out to oh Cary Park, which is in Seattle, which has over, we, we, you know, we grew up in Seattle. Well, I grew up in Seattle. She lived there at the time. And uh, we went out and I was like, hey, you should bring your scrapbook. We haven't looked at that in a while. And we look through it. So, wow. this is a, but, but, again, expectations. Mm -hmm. So, nailed that part. <laughs> Couldn't, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Didn't have a speech. You know, Do the. you need a speech? Well, some people want you to have a, when you get on your knee, you say some lovey-dovey things, and then you say, will you marry me? And then I just said, will you marry me? And my wife then, uh, well, she said yes. <laughs> we've of divorced. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. This was my first wife, uh, and has we we laugh about it now. But even shortly thereafter, was like, hey, I wish you would have said some things there. Oh, really? And that's why this one rings dear to me. Is like I think you should like engagement is very special. Yeah. But if you're when you're imagining and projecting, 
of what this can and should be, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. For sure, yeah. Because this guy can do the most amazing thing, and you're like, but it wasn't this thing. Right, it's not you this know? one thing that I made in my mind. Yeah. You didn't read my mind, yeah. and you fail. She's right to want it to be special, though. I mean, of course. it is, you know, you hope it's a one-time thing. Uh, <laughs> so what we've learned is make a speech. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think about that, but I guess you're right. If someone just got down on their knee and said that, I'd be like, well, why do you want to do this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the, um, I don't know, but forgive me for how cold-hearted that may sound. And, and her being like, I'm like, just I, I don't know. To me, I'm just like, hey, just roll. Like, if it's going to be special, you're going to have an idea of when it's starting to happen. Be like, Hey, we're just gonna. You want to go on a hike? Okay, well it's fifty fifty. Like half of them yeah. happen on hikes, you know. Like right. <laughs> when you see his friend hiding in the bushes with a camera, it's probably happening. Just let it happen. Just enjoy oh, it, however it happens. Gosh, I hope I don't see it coming though. Same. So I feel like we are, agree with this well, girl a little bit. I'm, Is that possible? I'm a hundred percent on your side. I don't think she was looking 100%. at his phone. I don't either. <laughs> I, I disagree that she sounds was like, like snooping. Snooper. Sounds like because you two are said, snoopers. No, that's like if I was like, hey, Megan, would you mind texting Dustin back? Yeah. And then the last thing I had said was like, wow, isn't Megan so pretty? And yeah. she's like, oh, my God, you called me pretty. Like, that's not snooping. Wouldn't it be weird if he was like, like, this was all smoke signals? Like, what if this is not because it almost oh sounds like he's like letting her kind of see it. Because, like, that's a kind of a boneheaded move. Oh. And maybe he listens oh. to this. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. And then he gets her, like, I a way. chills. It's like, a, it's, like, a way better ring, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Maybe. Maybe he's planting these things, you're saying? Yeah, that'd be cool. I guess it would be cool. Uh, I hope he listens to this podcast, and now you need to pivot as if that was your play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I guess. So what the was tip- the final question? What did she say again? The, I want. I want to try. <laughs> well, and be the final else question, me. Dustin, was <laughs> how can we get past these bad feelings and salvage the proposal? Oh. Are you asking me how to feel a different way than you feel? That's an impossible <laughs> thing. <laughs> I mean, I think I like uh, what you said about positive thoughts and perspective. No, what you can't control the way you feel. <laughs> I know. If you don't, if you don't have expectations. It will be fine, but since you already have them, I think just like you said, roll with it. Know that it's going to happen. The fact that it's happening in general yeah. is so nice. But my hope for them, which is like you can't really make sure that this happens, but I just hope that he does it in a way that is as m- much unexpected as it can yes, be. Yes. And that's all that she Absolutely. can hope for. And I would encourage her to, however it does happen... To do her best to enjoy it, to live in the moment, yeah. is, and to not put expectations on it. And if it isn't the way that you want it to be, then to add levity to it. And like that, well, and obviously that's the world that I live in, in yeah. Santa. But it's like if it's if it didn't go the way you'd expect it to be, like laugh about that because that's very funny. Yeah. Like oh yeah, like well, first off, where's your horse? Like you know, like just laugh at the unrealistic expectations that maybe you put on it, even if they were realistic, and how he totally botched it. And that's probably part of the things that you like about this guy anyways, you know, that he doesn't deliver and he isn't everything, you know, that you <laughs> dreamed. <laughs> that's what you love about him is he's, he's not he's who not, you wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly. Just another guy. <laughs> exactly. You love that he's not good at being the things that you are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why you're not marrying you. Speaking of secrets, I guess, before you propose, (laughs) before you propose, it is kind of a secret. Do you have any tips on keeping secrets? 
oh, I don't really, uh, no, no. Yeah, I don't no. really delve in secrets yeah, either. Yeah, I'm not a secrets guy. I get kind of mad when people are like, don't say anything about this. And then I'm like, I'm not even listening. Because yeah. I, I will, like. I, uh, um, I had two late night cookies last night in my hotel, <gasps> and I I texted my wife out of shame. <laughs> what kind of cookies were they? They weren't even good. They were the hotel cookies. But I was oh, were you saying in a double tree? No, no, they weren't. No, double tree cookies are pretty good. They these are pretty were, good. This was a residence in in Burbank, which is fine. Uh, but I walked by, and you know I'm doing the the intermittent fasting thing, and so oh. it was like, it, but which is very hard as a comedian because yep. you're you're on late night hours. And so I walked by those cookies at 11. I was like, I got it. And I was like, I'll grab one. And then I came back down for the second. I came at, back out of my room to oh get the gosh. second. And oh. I couldn't keep that a secret from my wife. Shoes so. on or shoes off? What's that? Did you walk down with your shoes on or your shoes off to get the cookie? Oh, shoes on, no socks. I didn't put the socks back on. I was like, this is quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a quick trip. Yeah, but uh, so that all that to say, like, I'm not a good secrets guy. Yeah. You know. I don't think I am either. If my best way to keep a secret, though, if I really needed to tell someone, I would either write it down in, like, a journal or, I mean, I've never done this, but I would, like, tell my cat. And be like, yo, this girl got this surgery. All right, bye. What's that, Taylor? Again, I talk about her a lot. She's one of my best friends, and she's a prolific comedian. Taylor Tomlinson, she goes, I believe in God in some parts because if he's not real, I've told a lot of secrets to the wind. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. You have those, like, existential moments where, like, I just have to say these things. Yeah. Do you have a, a secret tip, Irene? Um, I mean, I, I think I lean the same way as you. Like, the only the only secrets I like to keep and I'm cool with keeping are, like, surprises. Like, if somebody's coming into town and, like, they don't want oh, my yeah. roommate to know. or Like, that I love. Yeah. Because that's always those super are awesome. fun. Um, well, those are good Exactly. Secrets. But if somebody's like, I have to tell you something and yeah. like you can, I'm like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of I'd rather not know it. For so sure. So I don't have to know or care. Yeah. Or, I don't slip up and I don't oh, I said this to this person, but they know it's fine and I act that but this person was in the room and they don't know, so now I have to like I hate that. I maybe, know. Maybe My... categorically I think differently between secrets and surprises. Surprises oh, yeah. I'm fairly good at, but that's not like <laughs> like that's, I got, that's true. Yeah. I guess like, I'm, I got I'm a mixing secret the that two. could ruin a, a marriage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. My I'm mom not good at that kind of stuff. Always said the truth will set you free. And if you tell the truth, you won't Your have mom to said rem- that? Is that what you said? Yeah, what's wrong? Uh, did your mom take credit for that? No, no, no. As I say, because Jesus said that. <laughs> the Abraham Lincoln my, Jesus, joke. My mom always used to say, love others as yourself. I was like, no, those are the words of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> she always said that to me. Uh, my and, mom always uh, said, the my only mom thing we have said... to fear is fear itself. What? <laughs> your mom. <laughs> Mom is, needs My mom always said, sources. do unto others as you would have others do unto you. <laughs> and she's a great woman. Uh, but she said that about truth and then that like if you tell the truth, you'll never have to remember a story. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm bad at all of these things. So yeah. I love the truth now. Yeah, it's nice. It's way better. It's way better. Sometimes it hurts like a lot. But it's like, but then you like you can't, I mean, it's like what you always say. You can't. Like you can't try to figure out the outcome. You can only you only have the action. The action. Mm. Mm -hmm. And if you're truthful in your action, like that's 
the truth. Like, there's nothing that's going to change that. Yeah. I was reading this book the other day. Ooh, I took a picture of it. Oh, my gosh. So the book itself <laughs> is, like, doing the most. But I took this photo of one of the one of the little excerpts, and it said, Good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. Bad thoughts and actions can never produce good results. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Lowercase Y-U-H, period. Y-U-H. Isn't I love that. that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I stopped paying attention when you said I read in a book. What is this? What are we? <laughs> was it by candlelight? What did you? <laughs> did you churn butter on the way in? What did you? <laughs> it could have been an article. It could have been a meme. Every book is too long. Every book, I'm like. <laughs> Books are long. Books are way Books too long. Books are long. <laughs> when people are like, oh, attention span these days. is like, your book should have been two chapters, Max. Your book should have been a blog. And blogs are outdated, honestly. <laughs> your book should have been yeah, a tweet. Can you put this in an IG story? Can I honestly? <laughs> But like a five clip one. I mean, who's clicking eleven in? John hey, come on. Shut it. Blows out our yeah, mind. Sorry, yeah. sorry. We're gonna take a quick little break while Dustin gives an extra piece of advice you can find on Meganbatoon.com slash podcast. And we'll do some John Chris impersonations off air and we'll be right back. Shot A. I knew I said it was gonna be off. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Before we get into our tip jar round, Dustin, tell us all about what's going on in your world. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if uh, folks want to come see me do stand-up comedy. Yes. Uh, all my... Hilarious. Uh, so good. So good. Thank you. Uh, I work very hard. Uh, the, well. uh, all, <laughs> wow, just calling into question well. the work ethic. No, yeah. it's, you're more of a naturally gifted person. Ooh, Who would you rather good. have? I think you'd rather be... Uh, wow, what a great question. Naturally gifted, like... Or uh, work ethic. Oh, I know mine. That's I don't know the wrong answer. Well, I would. I, would... <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. What, I mean, because I would say naturally gifted, yeah. right? But yeah. like, 
I we are hardworking, but like you can, you can have both, right? Hopefully both. But I, I listened to this I, again. I'm I'm terrible uh, in tangents, but the uh, <laughs> I'm just terrible. I watched uh, uh, Jason Witten was an NFL player. He retired last year. He retired. Yeah, he was oh, tied for in sure. for the Cowboys. He was mm-hmm. like a Pro Bowler, and he retired. He's like, you know, I'm here not because of like natural abilities, and you know, but I just I spent more time in the dirt. I worked harder than all these people. I was like, bro, you're six six two forty. Like it was written in the and stars, you're my friend. Fast and big, like that's like yeah. Maybe there are other guys that also have that, but like NFL tight end was never in the cards for me. I was like, I got to learn how to tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the only other option. I would take work hard. I was what I would take. Yes. Um, but oh, that's because I think the people that are naturally gifted and don't work hard are just bad humans. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like their their general existence. So. Uh, anyways, uh, all my shows are listed at DustinNickerson.com, and uh, all my socials are at Dustin Nickerson. And then uh, I also have a podcast, yes! which Megan has been a guest on. Uh, so good. So and, fun. And uh, it's called uh, Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny <laughs> podcast about family with new episodes every Tuesday, where we talk to funny people like yourselves about family stuff. So it's a good one. It was really funny. I there was a bit in there where my sister said something pretty mean to me, yeah. and John sent me a, a like a video of you guys like repeating it. Oh, I didn't I repeat like, it. John did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so hurtful from uh, my life, but so funny when it's about something else. Uh, it was very funny, and it was a fun episode between the two of you. I like the contrast of uh, podcast uh, level of professionalism, and then I I like my podcast. Podcast and it's going very well, and I like it. But because I'm very nomadic, it's very nomadic, which is like, so awesome. Like we're gonna release an episode that came out, come, or like this week's episode in December is one that was recorded in a green room uh, after a show, and the intro was recorded in my producer's car on his lunch break. So, <laughs> so I come into a studio. I'm like, this is this is really nice. <laughs> That's super cool, though. I wish I could do that sometimes. It's nice to be nomadic. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been nomadic before. I mean, my entire childhood was, but I feel like now that... (laughs) That's why you're not now. Yeah. I just want a home. I just just just, stay. Can people just stay stay in the same place? Yeah. I'll have the same friends next year. Got sad. Yeah, moving sucks. That was really sad. Moving was really hard, but I'm so used to it now that like I love change. Yeah. But I also hate it at the same time. That's it's why like, you have a three story home. You can just do the change and change your own. up the yeah, floors. Yeah. It's like I need a little switch up. I'm gonna go upstairs. <laughs> just and still change. never leave. You just change it like they're different seasons. This is my winter floor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> a winter floor? Going to do it. Um, amazing. Yes, if you're lif- listening, are you are you lifting? And listening? Uh, they, people work out and listen to it. Someone's getting swole right now. Oh, nice. Someone's I thought you just... were going to go like they're doing a ride car service or oh, a ride share. Oh, that's a very Lift LA response. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he rolled his uh, eyes yeah. for those of you who couldn't see. Uh, oh, he's I don't from like, San Diego. I don't he's like, going to no, no, crap I'm, on everything. I've, I've, only lived, Seattle. I've only lived in two cities, and both of them hate this city, Seattle and San Diego. That's so right. I, 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 I don't have a very healthy disdain for this city. I know. When I, so I met... Dustin on John's tour and in he LA. brought me up. It was the, the oh yeah we met in, in Phoenix Arizona. Flagstaff. Yeah, no, it Flagstaff. was Scottsdale. Scottsdale. <laughs> but they're both it was two words. Arizona. But then when we went into neither s- of them are two words. Oh, that's right. They're both two syllables. You guys got we we got we're burning air. <laughs> 
we John brought me out saying like I was from LA in San Diego and like no one clapped. No, they couldn't. <laughs> and I was like, less. John, you are setting me up for so much failure right yeah, now. Yeah, like oh, the city that just took our football team. Cool, thanks, awesome. Cool. Oh, and you don't even like them. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, but yes. Anyway, moral of the story: go check out Dustin and his podcast and his shows. You will not be disappointed. Thanks, y'all. So very funny. Speaking of funny, be it more for this next section <laughs> called Tip Jar. People on Twitter send me one or two word suggestions and we give our one best tip for any of the subjects. One good tip. This feels like improv. Someone give us a suggestion give from the audience. Give us a suggestion. Give I us a basketball wind game. Okay. Shield. <laughs> I heard wind shield. Everybody's like, oh my God, I don't have anything on wind shield. <laughs> Who's going to tell a story? Could you someone say it. garbage can? Great. I have eight minutes scripted. Let's go. Okay. What is your best tip on candles? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I have tips on candles. You I bet have. you do. I, I, I have no strong opinion on candles. I almost burnt my house down with a candle once as a teenager. My Like I was like... You know, you have your emotional years. As I was like, I'm gonna sleep with a candle. It was, I, <laughs> I, it was probably when I it was the first time I saw a Nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I'm gonna sleep with a candle going, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. And especially, and my dad said he randomly felt like in the middle of the night that he needed to go into my room. Weird stuff. And he turned. Whoa. He walked into my room and the candle had tipped. No. And it was still, and he's like, it was about to hit your blanket. And I was like, ever since I was like, you know, I don't need candles in my life. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, parents have that weird. It's a weird thing. Oh, man. it's so yeah. that's Ugh. wild. It was Megan's mom that told him. Told him <laughs> yeah. She was like, it's what I've always said. <laughs> is if you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. I've always said that. <laughs> I've always said that in that book I wrote, Fahrenheit 451. My mom always said, don't fight fire with fire. She's a queen. Your mom is prolific. Okay, so your tip for candles is don't sleep with them. Yeah, lit. there you go. But I'm your, you have a much more extensive. My tip for candles is, oh, here's my tip on candles. Here we go. Is light them. Because here, I know. No, no, no. no. Listen. If you listen. have a TV, you've turned it on. Have you ever watched TV on your TV? You ever driven a car? It's like you can have the car listen. and it's great to look at, but when you drive it, it's like, wow. This really takes it to the next level. Let me explain. <laughs> that should be the name of my podcast. Let, me, Let explain. me explain. I feel like I'm constantly un misunderstood. Here we go. Because I stop this now. A lot of people buy candles and they're like, they're so pretty, they smell so good, but they don't want to use them because they love how they smell and they are. But it's like, because I have one candle that's like way too much money that I, was gifted mm -hmm. to me. And so I was like, I'm not going to burn this. This is a ridiculous amount of money. Right. But when I burn it, I feel so happy and I love it. Yeah. Burn your candles, get your flowers. It's like, it, I also read somewhere that like use the things that you have because why do you have mm. them if, unless you're not going to use right. them? Candles especially. That's why Megan is out of money. That's right. <laughs> you got to spend the money that you have. That's what? exactly right. I, that's why I have no shoes on right now. I don't have shoes to wear. Guys, we need to get a new sponsor for the show just so Megan gets some shoes. <laughs> Do you have a tip on vegetables? Oh, man. Eat them first. 
Before what? If it, put them on your plate. If when you're making your thing, put them on your plate and don't touch any food around it until those vegetables are gone. Because oh. it's the worst part of the meal. You just got to scarf those things down. <laughs> any vegetable that tastes good is because it's put a bunch of stuff on it that's bad. Like, yes. Like, well, I, I learned that in my first job, one of my first restaurant jobs. I worked at Outback and I was like, oh my gosh, these are unbelievable. You worked at Outback? Yeah. And they're like, it's like, these vegetables are unbelievable. I was like, yeah, we steam them in butter. I was like, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's why these are delicious. Outback uh, is so great. Outback How many blooming is, onions did you have? Oh, you get tired of the blooming onion pretty quick. Couldn't imagine. Pretty quick, you get tired of that. Yeah, it's, can't it's, relate. Yeah, it's uh, like because you'll be like, it's <laughs> you just be like, you're like not your first nine days working there, you come home with a blooming onion, and because you know they're giving them out for free or whatever, you know, right. and you're like, all right, that's enough for a lifetime. I don't, I don't need any more of these. <laughs> that's how I feel after one. Yeah. Go back the next day. Uh, but yeah, me. that's my vegetable advice. Put them on the plate. You know, be responsible. Put them on the plate. Be a good, good, healthy human, and then just devour them while you still have some appetite. Because if you savor those veggies for last, you're not going to. You're not going to touch them. My tip for vegetables is to drizzle them in olive oil and bake them for like 15 minutes on 350, mm. and then they're roasted and they're much better. There you go. Yeah, roasted vegetables are a different game. Still not that good. What? But- I mean, compared to a non-vegetable, I mean, they're, very, they're they're not good at all. Compared to a, a bad, a normal vegetables, they're fan. That's the thing. We're just comparing them to veggies, which is like you're comparing to them if you to the carrot you grabbed out of the ground, and you're like, oh yeah, roasted with olive oil. This is tastes good, but you put it next to like cheesy mashed potatoes, and well, you're like, yeah. this doesn't even belong, and this shouldn't be categorically food together. <laughs> one of these is That's food, like and saying- one of these is uh, dirt. One of these is dirt. Yeah. It's like saying one of them is ice cream and one of them is murder. Like they're not. <laughs> no. It's not. I that would call vegetables bad. murder. I, I that checks out compared to mashed potatoes. I mean, to cheese, a vegetable, cheesy mashed potatoes. Every vegan is freaking out. They're like, no, meat is murder. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> to a vegetable, getting eaten is still murder. I stayed in the vegetable category technically with uh, potatoes there. Oh, I guess right? you're right. I didn't be like, is that a vegetable? It's a root vegetable. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. Huh. But by the time you mash and put butter and cheese in there, then it's, oh. Well, then it's a dessert. Yeah. (laughs) I I eat salty things for dessert. I have a savory tooth. Mm. I'm a savory tooth tiger. (laughs) I've got to go. Get some fan art. (laughs) Megan has a savory tooth tiger. I'm crying. Next up, do you have a tip on rain? Oh, I have lots of tips on rain. Really? I'm from Seattle, Washington. Oh, yeah, give us some I'm rain I'm from tips. Rain City. Uh, that's, uh, this city needs it. This is like, this city is so laughable. With, that's why I've said this is the only place in the world, Southern California, that compared to driving in the rain, like people are safer drunk drivers here. Like they're oh, more yeah. reasonable. Like it's, it's, it's out of control. Uh, driving in the rain, uh, you know, uh, slow down a little. That's all. That's the main thing is just slow down a little and mm-hmm. uh, get some new wipers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't go, uh, you know, when you hydroplane, you don't swerve. That's a big one. That's how most of that. Yeah. When you hydroplane, you're supposed to just kind of not like just let the wheel do what it's going to do. And you're not supposed to break very yeah, much. Don't break and don't swerve. So, you yeah. know, just let it run its course. It's so wild. Yeah. Wait, I, you don't break at all? Yeah, you're not supposed to break when you hydroplane. No. Because you're not attached to the ground. So when you break, your tires stop, yes. right? And you go even so crazier. So th- what happens when you hydroplane when you don't break 
is you're not you're you stop your wheel from spinning even though the car's still moving. So then when it hits pavement again, that's when you turn. Hydroplaning is the scariest thing. It's very scary, and you just got to train yourself to like. I literally actually do take for just a second. I kind of take a hands off the wheel. It's like all right, Jesus. Yeah, Megan's mom. Jesus, take, take the, the wheel. wheel. <laughs> Megan's mom, take the wheel. <laughs> What's her name? Michelle. Michelle, take the wheel. <laughs> raining down over me that's uh, so good and get a get a, a nice rain jacket but don't buy one of the high-end ones if you buy a high-end rain jacket you are a sucker just an absolute <laughs> for capitalism or just just it's a, like you can get the same thing at target for or ross for half the price when yeah. someone's rolling in with like a you know like a north face rain jacket i was like you just did you have money to set on fire <laughs> did you just have some money that you're like i should burn this you know, I'll burn this Whoa, in my candles. Can you imagine burning money? Yeah. I some couldn't. People, Sam Kinison did it, the comedian. He was notorious for that. He's like, yeah, let's burn some money. It was like a weird head power trip. I don't oh, that's it. weird. Yeah, well. I would hate that. Drugs, man. <laughs> a tip on rain. Do you have a tip for rain? No. <laughs> I'm from here. So yeah. rain is always like, it's it's like a treat. It's like a fun. Yeah. R- rain to me is like what I think like a snow day and like. Texas is <laughs> like I'm like whoa it's let's stay in and watch it like yeah. <laughs> I think it's amazing I love rain. rain is very therapeutic to listen yeah. to that I, I do love, like she yeah. hates it well yeah. listen let me explain <laughs> I don't hate it I just can't sleep to it mm-hmm. so like people that have rain machines yeah I, like how yeah if it's raining outside and I can hear it I've got to play like a music over do it do you do you sleep to like silence is that what yeah yeah the same way yeah. So like when I'm on those bus tours with John and whatnot, and everyone's like, "Oh, don't you love the bunk?" Because like it's loud and bumpy. <laughs> who, oh, who sleeps well in loud and bumpy conditions? <laughs> loud and bumpy. <laughs> what is your? Did it your is... Did your mom run in the womb when you were pregnant? Was she like? What? Your mom probably did. I know yeah. my mom is a runner. <laughs> that yeah, that bunk was wild. I was only on on that tour for four days. Yeah, and the bunk is like. It's a soundproof feeling type of bunk where they've got like a curtain yeah. that snaps on the end. And then t- on both ends of the bus has like soundproof doors mm-hmm. too. So I slept until 12 p.m. And I was like, oh, it's got to be at least 6 o'clock because the sun's not out. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, a whole half of a day yeah. has gone. Yeah, they're like sardine cans. You just crawl in these and then you wake up not knowing when or who you are. <laughs> or, why or why you exist. Why am I? Yeah, <laughs> that's some wild stuff. I don't know how you guys do that. I don't do it well, but I'm not a good sleeper in general. So then you add that into it, I'm like, nah, this ain't for me. Do you have a tip on tour buses? I don't know how many people <laughs> listening are, are touring uh, on a bus. Yeah, if you, my, the only thing that I've found helpful are, yeah, the, are earplugs and then dress like real cozy. Like I'll be like, hooded sweatshirt which normally I don't do that I'm, I'm a I'm a chonies only guy sleeper just the undies you know yeah. <laughs> and uh but on the bus I'm like it's like cozy and just like don't move I, I, don't, I don't know why for whatever reason that works it and, is pretty and cold it is very cold too yeah man. but then it'll get oddly hot again when people are like I sleep so good on the bus like what is your problem <laughs> what happened to you that this is a good sleeping situation for you you know I sleep well in a bed that doesn't move in silence that's <laughs> That seems like ideal sleeping conditions, no? With a person I like next to me sometimes, that seems better. Aww. No? Oh, oh on a, a bus with 11 strangers? Perfect. You freak. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you have a tip on comedy is our next suggestion. 
Oh, uh, well, you guys should go first on this one. I want to I want to hear your thoughts. Dear on God, it. one tip for comedy. I mean, it's like stand up or just comedy in general. They or? just said comedy, so I guess you could take it in whatever way you want. I guess it's my tip would be make what you would want to see. Like write the joke that you would laugh at. Mm. Um, don't don't write or make anything for somebody else. Don't tailor it for them. That's true of any art. Yes. Any product, really. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's right. good advice. You're very good. You should at have that. an advice podcast. <gasps> that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call it Let Me Explain. <laughs> Let me finish. Let me say what I'm trying to say. Like, this is your podcast. All right. You, we're just, I'm a guest here. You can here. do whatever you want. Irene, what would you say? Because um, you're very funny. She just died. I don't think yeah. Irene's going to be with us. You're both very funny. Yeah. <gasps> We Two like, graves, yeah. one day, <laughs> next to each other, please. <laughs> um, thank you very much. That means a lot to me. Um, it's actually the only thing I care about. <laughs> Is being funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, I think I'm a, I'm a very big believer in uh, comedy is tragedy plus time. Mm. So like I... That's, Megan's mom said that, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm just going to keep hitting this pinata. Michelle wrote all the books I, I'm on just going to keep hitting this pun. It's so funny. It is really. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like, I've, I just think that's the only way to deal with stuff. Like yeah. my dad died. Cool. I'll wait a year. Like, I just like, what's the point of living if it's not going to make you and other people happy? Um, and yeah, so like, I just, I, I really don't think that there's nothing. I, I don't think that there's something you, that can't be laughed about. Mm. Like, of course, there's people that you wouldn't want to make certain jokes around because you know they're sensitive to it, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to make somebody like uncomfortable. But for me, like, it's it's like it's the thing that rules my life is like how can I make this funny or how mm. can I make the people around me laugh? Like when I make Megan laugh or when I make you laugh, like people that I really look up to and respect as as comedians, like that's like the highlight of my day. Mm. Yeah, is a very good feeling. Yeah. So your tip is is comedy's tragedy plus time. So okay. just make a joke. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with all of that. Uh, <clears throat> I could, comedy is a thing that I mean, this is w- literally what I've devoted my life to. So like, uh, I don't like it's. A, I can't do a quick. A one quick, on yeah. It. But the I think if you want to be a stand-up comic, don't. That's my first <laughs> advice. Uh, if you can literally do anything else, do that because it's it's not worth it otherwise. And we don't need more comedians. Like we don't need more podcasts. We have enough. <laughs> Coming from a guy that recently started one, so we're all out here trying. Um, I agree with that. I think the biggest lie that I was told as a kid is that not everything is funny. It's like, that's incorrect. Everything Ooh. is so funny. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can make a joke about it right away, but you might be able to. And 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 who are you to say that somebody can't laugh about their own tragedies? Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear Pete Sa- Davidson doing jokes about his dad who died in 9-11. Like, who are you to say he can't tell that joke? Right. You know? Never be offended by a joke. Don't never... Read Sam Morell has that great bit about right now where he's talking about the New York Times wrote a, a bit about one of his or some scathing thing. He's like, New York Times, could you never touch a joke again? <laughs> like, like, just don't don't be offended by comedians. Yeah. Let them say their thing. And uh, you know, I, I I don't hold to this like, oh, you know, laughter and comedy is the best, most important thing. But it's a really important thing, and it's pretty much the best feeling in the world, which is to laugh. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, you know, don't, I, you know, don't, don't be offended on the other people's behalf. Nobody, 
the world does not need any yes. more middle-aged, well-off white women being offended on other people's behalf. <laughs> there are so many Cathy's <laughs> that are just offended. The cartoon. On like, you can't say that about race. Now, I don't have a black person in my neighborhood, but you are the offended one here. I was like, right. stop it. Just let comedians do their thing. Yep. And if you don't want to see them, then don't watch their show or don't go to their website or whatever. I don't know. Truly. I like that. Do you have... I know we talked about Outback, but do you have a tip on restaurants? Tips on restaurants. Hmm. Are you guys like more like, like you like to find the place that like nobody like knows about type restaurants, or you're like nah, nah. You're like I'm all about the good food. Like I love chilies, honey chicken crispers. (laughs) Also, I'm sorry. What was that noise? (laughs) Did you drown in them? (laughs) That's right. That's how I eat. Yeah. Uh, Full immersion. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, be very nice to your server. Yes. Their night is so much worse than yours. Yes. They're working. You're not. Mm-hmm. Be kind to them. Tip them. Uh, that That's, if there's one thing, that's it. And don't send food back. <gasps> Whatever you get is coming back worse than you sent it. Do uh, not no. send food back. Here we go. Let's debunk this. Yeah. Because when you were working out Outback, when people would send food back, you would send something worse? Or you would try? It might look better. <gasps> yeah, but there's some things that you can't see. Pe- oh, if you no. think, oh, people spit in food. I watched our uh, our head guy at Outback. No, this is not a high, it's Outback. It's not a high end. Somebody <laughs> sent a, uh, a steak back for not being cooked enough. He cooked it to the right amount, threw it on the ground. Oh, my God, I love it. Flipped but it hey. on the ground oh, again. No stepped on it. No. Put it on the grill and put a garnish on it and sent it back. And Holy I, sh- I bust that table and I was like, they ate that whole steak. I was like, you would have been, I bet you'd have been happier if it was a little more red <laughs> and a little less boot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that because usually I'm like, oh yeah, spit. It's like you're making out with someone for free. Cool. But like... <laughs> Is Not the market that, that for bad it. for you right now, Megan? It's hard to believe. Like, <laughs> oh, I gotta make out with normally. I pay for this. What? <laughs> what? What's going on right now? It's like making out with a steak. But I didn't even think about that. Like, There's re-putting terrible. it on the grill because that's a that's a different level of yeah. garnish. Yeah, it's whoa. They're just so mad that you're and like you made it's it's fine because usually it's fine. It's one thing if you're like, hey, this isn't what I ordered. That's one True. thing. Just be nice and understand yeah. that they're working I get and you it. are not. But here's my rebuttal to here that. Because I totally, here we go. Because I agree with that. But also, if you're spending your hard-earned money on a steak yeah. and it's to cook. That's an Outback steak. It's not well, well, uh, 17 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's this is somewhere in between like Sizzler and Ruth Chris. We're right in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> She didn't you do like? Are you being paid by Ruth Chris right now? I wish it's Ruth's Chris. Ruth's Chris. I'm sorry. Does Ruth's own Chris? She actually does. So it used to be called Chris Steakhouse, and then Ruth bought it, and then she was like, "Owns Chris." It's gonna be a Ruth's Chris situation. (laughs) But I don't. But I wish they did like me a little bit more. I love Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Ruth's Chris. Anyway, my tip for Ruth's Chris, thank you so much, is... <laughs> is to change their name to Ruth Chris. Is to Ruth. go. To go. Yeah. Get the bread pudding with the normal, which is the white icing, because they offer like citrus and raspberry. You don't need that. They offer. 
They do. I just like they offer citrus and are you reading the menu right now? <laughs> <laughs> when I close my eyes, it's just a picture of a steak. Yeah, and when you pair mm. that with a nice Malbec, like, what, would you relax? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my tip is to tip, but I think. If you're sending food back, make sure it's for the right reason. If it's something you didn't order or if you're paying a lot of money yeah. for it. Do you like to be back. at restaurants for a while? Because I'm in and out. I'm like 40 minutes max. Really? Once the food's eaten, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done here. We're done here. I'm not, I don't really like being in restaurants that long. But yeah, there's, I've, I guess it depends on who I'm with. Like if I'm with somebody that we can just continue to keep like I might having need better drinks. better friends. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I dated Listen, this... I'm not enjoying your company. <laughs> it's... I'm done. Yeah, with if the meal we're not eating, I don't want to be with you. <laughs> I dated this guy where his family was Italian, so we would stay after dinner for like three extra hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What's the point of this? Like, we're done, and we're also squatting this table. Like, they've never worked in the restaurant industry, so I was like, sure. you don't get it. But like, they're asking us to leave every time they come and ask us if we need something else. It's because they want us to go. Yeah, and so hey, I guess it depends. Need anything on else? Your keys? Your jacket? What do you need? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've called a lift for you. A tip for restaurants. Um, I mean, I just from the cook here. I uh, oh, I agree with everything y'all are saying. Like, be nice to your server. Just be, just be so nice. But like, truly, like, it's when it comes to tipping. I do, I do like to tip really well because I was in the service industry for a long time. And the thing is, a lot of the time, I'm getting so upset. Uh, a lot of the time, if something is taking a long time, it's not their fault. It's like the kitchen is taking a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's I like to judge my server on their service. Like we had a, oh, <laughs> a waitress. perspective. That is a really good perspective. <laughs> yeah. We had a waitress a while back where we did send something back because it was just a oh different thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then the it menu said We ordered like sh- like Creamy fried rock shrimp. shrimp is what we ordered. <laughs> so where were you eating? Starfish Bahama sushi. Bahama Breeze? Where was this at? In Los Feliz. And I don't know the girl's name, but I hope she doesn't work there any longer. And and it was just like a complete. We got a different thing. It yeah. looked different. It was different. It was the. It was shrimp, but it didn't look anything like the picture, yeah. and it was bad. And so we like very politely because we've both done this. We were like, "Hey, I'm so sorry. Is there any way we could get this? Just change it or whatever?" And she goes. <sighs> Yeah. She sighed super heavy. Her shoulders were down to the floor. <laughs> she sl- she slapped her leg like, okay. And wow. I was like, what do you give it? Like, I can't believe you're doing this in front of us. Yeah. So to me, that's a bad server. If she was like, I'm so sorry. We actually don't do we don't do switches. Like, did I, if she was super apologetic, I'd yeah. be like, you know what? It happens. Whatever. Give me miso soup, and I'll be fine. It, but she was both. the living worst. Yeah. yeah. You so don't her, be that person. You caught her yeah. having a day, though. That's what. What, what led a... up to that, though? That's what. That's I what we were trying know. to do. But also, like, if you're like, you can't just be bad at work. You can't. Yeah. That's work. Yeah, you, you gotta leave at the door. Bad days at work, though, right? As my mom always said, yeah. leave at the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a tip on headshots? Oh, I'm the bad guy to ask for this. Uh, get them if you have to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hate them. Here's my tip. Yeah. Is the, uh, obviously find a good photographer. Well, we're in a different world, too. We need different types of headshots. Oh, I guess you're yeah, right. You're, you do everything. I need to You have all headshot. the skills. You <laughs> really do. You should just be like holding like a, a one thing. Like here's a microphone and a 
a dance shoe. I don't know. <laughs> a dance bag. You always have the bags. Yes. <laughs> the dance. I'll hold like a ballerina slipper. I yeah. don't even do ballet. <laughs> the bag is a big part of the dancer's life. <laughs> I, I got my headshots taken one time. And this is not my tip because I think my straight up tip would just be like find someone that you can feel comfortable around. Like a photographer that you like their work and you like working with them and you play a playlist that you really feel good in. Uh, but my other, there's I remember, no playlist for mine. <laughs> <laughs> you just play your own comedy. Yeah, tracks. we're like, hey, is this kind of, does this look a little bit like me? Like this generically? Okay, is it kind of funny? Perfect. That's, that's <laughs> all I need. Stock photo. <laughs> there's no playlists. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember when I had to do like theatrical headshots when I was acting. Oh yeah. I had to like close my eyes and then like open them right away. And that was like a little moment. And then she was the photographer telling you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, now like smirk a little bit and then continue to smirk until it's a full smile. And then I was like, this seems so stupid. And then I did it and like right right before your smile breaks out, your smirk is the most natural. So that's also a little yeah. <laughs> that's a really good tip. Is it? Really yeah. Is. You were doing it. I was. Corner. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was just thinking about the smirk emoji, and I was like, that is my favorite one. So <laughs> That's your favorite a, emoji? Oh, yeah, that I and like, the glasses that's one. That's such a leading me. emoji. Uh, yeah, I like the emoji where his head is exploding. The, oh, yes. <laughs> you that, do like that. That's how I feel. It's funny you were going to oh. say, I, I actually, the one that advice I would have said in a headshot is, yeah, be cooperative with your photographer. My wife used to do, you know, she's a photographer and a graphic designer, and so she, and she did one, she worked at a theater for a while, and she would have to work with you know, actors and they right. would be like, well, I want to do this. And she's like, I'm, I'm in charge of this, <gasps> you know, <laughs> like, Get it, Melissa. just do I'm what I'm telling you to do. I, your, your job is to be there. My job is to take the picture. So yeah, <laughs> do whatever that photographer tells you to do. Whoa. Do you have a tip on Netflix? I would say, or like things that I'm watching on sure. Netflix or I, I don't know. Or how to binge something or yeah. your Netflix password for everybody that doesn't have an account. Uh, <laughs> capital. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, that's a great, I don't know that I have, you know, I'm, you know, I watched like Netflix, uh, it's, it's the golden era of stand-up comedy on Netflix and you should be watching them. You, the, the best stand-up comedy in the world is available for eleven ninety nine a month or whatever Netflix <laughs> and they're putting out specials so fast yeah. and so rapidly that you can you can watch a new special from Ali Wong every two years, and in between that, get Mulaney and Gaffigan and Regan and Seinfeld, like all the goats of it of doing it, and all the up and coming. It's it's the golden era of stand up comedy on Netflix. So you should be binge watching all of those specials on there. It's mm. so good. Let's give a comedy tip, a comedy recommendation for a Netflix special round round the room. Just one. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Uh, John Mulaney's New in Town is a perfect comedy special. And you can't say that. Was that what you were going to say? Uh, no. Mike Birbiglia, my girlfriend's boyfriend. Uh, really yeah. good. Well, I really liked the other one, too. What I should have said was no. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he's so good. Yeah. yeah. The oh. very first stand-up comedy show I ever went to was at my college, University of Washington, and Birbiglia was the headliner, and Mulaney was the opener. Oh. And I was like, I should oh. just not go to comedy anymore. I should oh, just not... God. This is an unbelievable show. So Whoa, that's so big fans good. of both of them. Oh, I, I I've probably said this a million times, but I'll recommend um, Bo's second special, Bo Burnham's mm. "Make Happy." Oh, you just call him Bo. You're on that level. No, <laughs> oh, no I understand. Oh, okay. oh Bo. Oh, Bo. <laughs> oh, Chris. Oh, oh Bo. <laughs> so those are three specials you should definitely watch if you've never heard 
never heard or seen them, go do that. Uh, we have two more quick tips to yes. give. A quick tip on first moves. Got one? Oh, I'm so the wrong guy to ask for this, right? I know I've started every one of these big, I don't have anything to say about this, and then I go on like a six-minute rant. Uh, but like making a move on somebody, like listen, like my my relationship advice is like, mm, find your soulmate when you're 16, and then just be happily married. Okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is great. Yeah. I guess I missed the boat on that one. Yeah, but... so that 14-year-old girl earlier in the episode, hey, you know, you're close. Clock yeah. is winding. You might not have a phone, but you will have a husband. Yeah. <laughs> Good news. Uh, you're going to be traded for cattle and a mar- your hand in marriage soon, <laughs> just like the Bible wants it. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, I have absolutely no advice. My general relationship advice, though, is to focus less on somebody's positives and how much you like those things and evaluate their negatives and how much those things bother you. And if those things don't bother you then that much, that much, then that's a good because I think a sustaining relationship, at least this is 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 if somebody's flaws don't bother you that much. They don't their their discrepancies, their errors, their you know whatever they may be, their 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 quirks. If those things are more like my wife's things amuse me, I think they're funny. Mm-hmm. I don't think she her big character flaws are a big deal to me. But other people are like, I don't know how you would deal with that. <gasps> oh my gosh! I was like, they Why say are you talking about my wife like this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I I think because you know the the positive emotions come and go. Yeah. But like if you're if things are like bad in a relationship and you don't like a negative part about them a whole lot, then you're like, well, I guess mm. I'll just have to. Uh, this is I'll just kill this marriage. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the but that's not first move that's more general relationship advice I'll take it first move advice make it make the first move yeah to anyone yeah so you could make the first move oh yeah I make the first move often and it works <laughs> rarely <laughs> but I'm still doing, doing it, it. <laughs> what about you that's what good. about you oh wow <laughs> I don't know if I would take this advice, but I'll give it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Great. That's what a what a precursor to a statement. Listen, I don't buy this. But I'll sell but it. But here it is, but I'll sell it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think uh like be f- upfront with how like be honest with your intentions of the first move because so many people are kind of around, and then right. you don't really know if it's a date or not, or you don't know if they like you or not. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are you doing? Let me know what you're doing. Yeah, aren't you just trying to be like in those early ones, just trying to be genuine and authentic as way? Well. Like any old idea of like lines and like leading mm-hmm. with compliments, and I mean not that I mean, you don't I'll want take compliments. The compliments. Yeah, you know, just like. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 he doesn't mean that. Keep keep him coming. Oh, yeah. Saying nice things. Well, you want to be nice, but like, I don't know. That just feels so cheesy to me. Dustin, you're happily married. I know. That's (laughs) why I'm asking. I said, I led that as a question, all right? I didn't say, here's advice, don't take it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to inquire in case something happens. I don't know. Our tip, compliment. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Our last tip jar suggestion is on breathing. Mm. Do you have a tip on breathing? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, I, I recommend it. <laughs> I'm so pro breathing. I'm like, all the time. I'm doing it. All the time. I never stop. 
Yeah. I don't I sometimes I can't I don't get even enough. think about it. I can't, and it just happens. I could never have enough of it. Um yeah. Um, and I just want more. I probably like air more than anything else. I mean Same. I don't th- I probably am not grateful enough for air. <laughs> I so <should> true. <laughs> Let's all take a collective breath now. That sounds nice. Uh do you guys do any Doesn't of Doesn't take a collective no, breath. Oh, no, 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 I had to talk. <laughs> I was like, is this what we do? Is this what more successful podcasts do? We just breathe into the mic? I'm doing it wrong. Uh, putting all this thoughtful content out. She silence. Let's can we eat in the mics now too? She needs air. I know. Please yeah. someone bring a full on oxygen tank. She will die. I need it. I should have been a dancer. I should have Here's my tip on breathing. <laughs> Anytime you get into an adverse situation where you're overwhelmed or stressed or anything, take a second. Nothing's going to crumble to the ground. Take three big inhales, big exhales, and then figure it out from there. Get your mind to be able to reformat itself to deal with all the hell that you're dealt. Yeah, and know that at the end of that, that's still going to be bad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That was that. I think you just took that from Lost. Wasn't what that Jack did in Lost? Remember the count to five thing? He must have a good therapist. Uh, Yeah, I think it was your mom. I think it was. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is a queen. Yeah, she's prolific. What if she was just a queen? I I I I have done a little bit of Win Hoffman stuff on the breathing stuff, and I actually really like that stuff. As far as oh yeah, you guys, we don't know anything about. That's going to be a, a rabbit trail that you go down on as far as getting oxygen into the brain and. You know, like uh, when to take big breaths and the different type of breaths you do, or even things like when you're catching your breath, you do the two sniffs to an exhale. <sighs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and maximizing the oxygen that you get and stuff like that. So yeah. it's helpful because I've I've had to get better at it because I, like, I started swimming because I'm old, and that's what old guys do to work uh-huh. out. And I was like, I could make it like two laps. I was like, I'm going to drown. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get better at this breathing stuff. So. Anyways, that's a that's a fun tangent for people to go down. Went that's off. really fun. I remember I, t- I took a breathwork class and you had to lay down on your back and then it was like a two-part Was this breath- college for you? You were taking breathwork <laughs> classes? What's, where? Oh, this was like last month. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Gosh, this city sucks. Yo. <laughs> Yo, oh, this is <laughs> So I went to it. We're laying down and it's a two-part breath where the first breath you you. Uh, draw it in through your diaphragm, and then the second part, you you go chest, and then you breathe out through your mouth. There you go, yeah. You get caught in mouth very quickly, but you do start, like, seeing things. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it so does. So it's like, it. I think, like, the expressway to Nirvana. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the the band, actually. Not, yeah, yeah, the band. Not the existential paradise existence, yeah, the yeah, actual the band. band. You just yeah. get there, and then suddenly it smells like Teen Spirit. So, <laughs> great. We're done here. We can't follow that. No, with we're anything. talking about Nirvana. We're just getting started. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let me finish. Let. Oh, is that somebody's podcast? Was. <laughs> Let me finish. That's a name. Let That's me explain. Book. Sorry, Let that was explain. what. Yeah. That's the one. Nah, I'm sorry. That's my new one. I'm sorry. I you got your fake up. podcast name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, thank you. Thank you. We this really has been killed fun. it. Thanks. This is great. Honestly, I think we helped a lot. Do you feel like you helped? I feel like I couldn't can't relate to a single one of your listeners, and I just got <laughs> mad at them. That's what they need sometimes. They yeah. need a father figure to be That's mad. That's right. I'll be the oh. dad of this podcast periodically. Like, hey, we just need Justin to come tell people their problems aren't problems. That's, <laughs> That's real, a good thing Real to hear. empathetic there. 
Where can any of these children find you on the internet? Uh, at Dustin Nickerson, uh, D-U-S-T-I-N, not Justin, N-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N, Dustin Nickerson, not Very Nicholson, good. Nickerson. <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or a burning concern, please email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign up Sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, leave us your age because that only helps you in the end. Rate us five stars because we need it and it makes us feel good as well. Thanks for being a part of our lives. Go check out Dustin's stuff. Thanks, guys. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>